Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to TSP, which stands for Tarif's Speakers Podcast. Now, I've got a special guest today, and we're going to be talking about public speaking experiences, what public speaking means to, to this person, and then we'll just uh, delve in and just really get into the nitty-gritty of this person's experience. Let me introduce you to him. This is Amar Hussein, who runs Co-Tribe Co-Working. He's been doing it for about two years now and that would be correct wouldn't it be yeah that's right two years two years good two glorious years <laughs> two glorious years of dictatorship and, <laughs> and running this place and making sure that everyone is depressed and miserable that that is that is not the truth actually it is a great place and this is where I started with the public speaking company myself just just talk to me about yourself just a, a little intro for, for the people sure um, so as well as co-tribe I run a tech business a couple of years ago I went through a technology accelerator in Israel for that business yeah whilst I was out there I was in a co-working environment it was my first experience of such an environment I really liked it and when I came back the only real option was dull gray boxes in a local Regis (laughs) so I thought maybe I can do this better and come up with my own version of it and co-tribe was born so now we're up to two spaces in one in Hawley one in Red Hill yeah and the plan is to keep growing nice you know and the overall idea um, is to to help people that have their in idea stage with their business, yeah. a space for them to work, share ideas and collaborate with other people, and then ultimately grow and take on office space um, as well. Nice. Good stuff. So world domination as your That is the plan. Thing, your that is the mantra. That is how we roll. Exactly. Here. Good. So, uh, of course, look, when you're setting up your own business and you're promoting your, your work, there would be public speaking involved. Yeah. And before we go into your experience of promoting this business i just want to find out a little bit more and i know we've briefly had a chat about this a couple of weeks ago what was your first experience of public speaking i've had a few experiences of public speaking in different contexts okay so i've done webinars which you know to a large groups of people and i've also done live events where i'm speaking to hundreds of investors so which which of those experiences do you want to delve into first well because they're different hmm. yeah they're they're different in the way that they operate and what is the difference between doing a webinar and then presenting to a group of 100 investors so a webinar is something you can do sitting in your underwear at home um, (laughs) after not having bathed for four days Um, there's no there's no need for personal presentation and you can do this anytime with an audience around the world yeah so I've run webinars the largest webinar that I've run were been a part of was a summit event and that had over 10,000 people watching at any given point in time Um, and the largest individual personal webinar that I've done has been 1,200 people from around the world so that's that's a large number of people yeah so in terms of scalability being able to reach a large audience webinars are amazing most of the time it's deaf by PowerPoint so you know you're sharing your ideas through you know screen screen shares some people use live video personally I don't think you're gonna get great great production quality Okay. if you're sitting in your pajamas at home um, so I don't think anyone else no. want to see you naked about yeah. it kind of, kind of, hey hey man that's not cool um, but um, uh, but generally speaking it's it's a PowerPoint type of thing um, you you know you introduce ideas and, and this type of thing so in terms of scalability being able to share ideas with a mm. large audience at their convenience all 
around the world. Webinars are amazing for that. Yeah. So I also went through Techstars. Techstars is a kind of elite accelerator type of a setup. Yeah. Um, and it's a four-month process. In four months, you're kind of meeting all these amazing mentors. You're sharing, you know, your ideas, and they're helping you whittle it down and develop it. Yeah. And what it results in at the end of it all is a massive pitch event. And in that pitch event, you've got four or five hundred plus investors, and you're in an auditorium. It's very much like a, a theatrical production in that sense. So it's you, the the deck that you put together, or PowerPoint slide that you put together, and you're on stage and you're talking about your your setup. Now the core difference between the two is with the webinar stuff, you can kind of have a script. Um, even though I knew my script by heart, but you can kind of have a script and overall kind of points that you want to make, mm. and you can go with the flow. It's much easier to riff with a live presentation where you have to make certain points and some of those points are quite nuanced uh, uh, you know uh, financials and this type of thing um, I had to use a different methodology so I, I don't know if you're familiar with the memory palace or no. memory castle you come no, across I, that I, method I come across that so it's basically a methodology for learning whatever speech you're making yeah. by heart but without rote learning so in rote learning you're kind of memorizing each you know each of the sentences one by one and if you happen to forget where you are mm. you're kind of fucked for the lack of a better word because then you're like uh, uh, that's why when people get stuck on stage it's because they've wrote learnt their their you know the this the speech that they're making mm. with the memory palace what you're doing so for example nest nest everyone that's listening they can imagine their living room mm -hmm. so you're in your mind in your mind's eye you walk into your living room you've got your couch on the left um you've got you know a smaller sofa going around and then you've got some windows you've got your tv you've got a few different bits yeah. What you do with the memory palace is you go around your room in your mind and each segment of your room represents a different part of your speech. Okay. So when you're presenting, you're walking through that room. Okay. If you yeah. lose your way and you get stuck, you just go, I was at the SETI, I was at the SETI, and you remember the bit that you started with. Right. So if you get interruptions, if problems happen, if there's a fire alarm that goes off, you literally go back to where you were in that room. Right. And, you know, you can kind of, you know, put everything together. Yeah. So it's a really good, I mean, the presentation that I had to give was very specific there were certain things that I had to say and it was 10 minutes long right so speaking for 10 minutes to a live audience without any prompts without any script in your hand without any notes of anything and you're kind of you know getting everyone g'd up you're telling jokes I, like I, I in my presentations always kind of have an element of comedy yeah. as I kind of take the approach of you can either be amazing or you can be funny and the right. best combination is to be the two together so if you've yeah. got an amazing tool that you've created you know be amazing if your stuff like I provide financial news that's boring right so to make it to make it interesting I throw the odd joke in there and it kind of keeps the audience engaged yeah. um, like a lot of people thought that my presentation was the best of the day right um, of the people that we had that day well well let's talk about that sure. and and putting in jokes and you're talking about a very serious topic you're yeah. talking about people spending their money on you know, maybe it's a currency pair it could be certain stock yeah and then you're adding these jokes and yeah. Well, the Give jokes were for the investors. Yeah. Give us an example of where you've done the speech, a joke that's really changed the a the atmosphere. The atmosphere. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> this was in Israel. Okay. So you can imagine <laughs> oh, for, for the audience, I, I'm a Muslim guy. Yeah. And <laughs> went to Israel and it's probably, you know, you, you if you look at it from the outset, it seems like a, oh, it might be a hostile environment for me. It was yeah. great. I had a really good time. I met some amazing people. He was not stuck at the border. He was I, not taken into not, a cage. I was not. I was fine. with a prod. Like, Everything 
was great. I had a good time. Come back. But one of the jokes that kind of came up in my experience there, my, my company is called Financial Juice. Yeah. Pretty much a large proportion of the people that I met, whenever I said, hey, my company is called Financial Juice, they thought it was called Financial Jews. And it kind of became like this hilarious joke that even with the border guards, I, t- I told them this joke, you know, so we, we're kind of joking around and stuff like that. So it's something that came up, you know, uh, all the time. It, it probably won't find it sound funny without the context, but the joke was, um, I'm introducing my company and saying 84% of Israelis think the name of my company is Financial Jews. And it just, if, you, if you're Jewish, it just brought the house down and it, everyone lost their minds but it, it warmed everyone up to me as as a as a personality yeah I, because i think you buy from people mm. and it, essentially they liked me mm. and because of that it led to further conversations yeah you know every, everyone likes someone that can make them laugh yeah because I, I presume if you were to just go in there and, and straight away just go in with your key facts and figures without giving the audience first It'd be a snooze fest. Exactly. And I think with public speaking as a whole, you you have to be open about yourself and who you are and show your personality. And you yourself from, from, you know, from knowing you for quite a long time now, for over over a year or nearly a year, that you've got this personality that people are drawn to because you've got a certain way of delivering things and you say I call people special flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Special flowers. This is the thing you need to open up yourself to the audience and mm. make that initial connection yeah it's cliche but everyone says it have yeah. an icebreaker yeah and without an icebreaker you, you're just gonna have an audience that's frozen yeah in time just looking at an asian guy yeah. standing on stage just, yeah. just blurting out certain things yeah. it may make sense to them but are they really engaged yeah. so that, that's another thing talk to me about an experience where you have not been able to engage with an audience oh, and it's a really tough my. crowd i mean even if it's just I, one I can person give you a perfect example of this so um i as well as uh, the textile staff I also run a, a finance event yeah. and that the event takes place in Orlando and we have one in London Yes. for some reason this is a very difficult audience to engage like I've managed to kind of over the time that I've done it everyone's got to know me now so they know what to expect and we have a good time but initially it was like you know it's a really difficult and there were some really funny guys going up on stage talking to this audience and for some reason that you couldn't get anything from them it was very they were very withdrawn Right. And there were a few hypotheses running around, like the room was too big, so everyone's too far spread out. Right. Um, and that had an impact, but so then we kind of put everyone together, but still it wasn't quite edgy. And I opened up with, you know, hey guys, my name's Amar, I'm here as part of the Islamification of the UK- US. We're starting with this fintech summit and we're going to go to the White House. And it was kind of, whenever I'd pitch that joke at home or with friends, they, they all thought it was quite funny, right? And it's the delivery as well, it was delivered quite well. Yeah. Yeah. But it just kind of went down, de- just went really flat. And then, like, my follow-up was, oh, well, that was my big opener. And everyone laughed at that. <laughs> and that... <laughs> so it's kind of the joke fell, yeah. fell flat. And, you know, I always try and prepare my jokes beforehand. And okay. it was kind of, it was just a difficult audience. Yeah. And with a difficult audience, you just have to keep keep moving forward. Right. You can't you can't just stop. Okay. And I, I kept moving forward. I just made another joke off the cuff, off the cuff 
off a couple more times and that warmed them up and, and I kept moving things forward but it, it was really awkward it, you could hear a pin drop right. when that joke landed <laughs> right. and, it, and it could just be a context of you know America's you know especially the the audience that I had there were a lot of people were from the south there's a lot of Fox News watching that takes place in the states and Fox News is quite biased Yeah. so maybe they took it personally I don't know but I thought it was funny well I guess in that way you re- you said the joke and yeah. then you said that was your big opener it's like yeah. well, okay it, should, it doesn't really mean anything but it's why the joke stage. didn't work because with with other audiences that joke has gone down really really well yeah even other American audiences yeah but I guess the big takeaway is to know your audience mm. and I made the mistake of assuming that this would work right because it worked in Israel I made like, those kind of jokes all the time yeah and it, they always brought the house down um, but for some reason didn't work there but this is the thing you know you can't have the same approach to every audience exactly because if you do that you're going to be stale no one's yeah. really going to want to listen to you and the yeah. way that you did that is you kind of you're being honest about your approach at the beginning so yeah. you, you change that around yeah how easy do you find do you find it well, let's say you're halfway through a speech and mm. you're realize the audience isn't really catching on mm. how easy is it to uh, adapt to the audience so i haven't done to stick to that many speeches okay um i've done a lot of emceeing uh, i've done a the few bits that i have done i mean with the webinar stuff it follows a regular format mm. and if i lose my way i have the script next right so that's totally fine a uh, few occasions where i have been speaking live and i've lost my way i always try and make sure i prepare beforehand mm. preparation is the key but if i lose my way i then go to the audience Okay. So my default is talk to the audience because then you know that people are engaged and yeah. you kind of have a back and forth and that leads to other ideas and you kind of speak on the spot. Okay. So that's kind of generally been my approach when I, the especially with this finance event. Yeah. Because um, a lot of it is most of the audience know me so I have kind of in jokes with almost everyone like we have our own little private jokes so they'll say they'll shout stuff out to me and I'll kind of have to make a quick kind of quick back to them and stuff like that so there's always that back and forth taking place right it's about if you lose your way you kind of a good thing in my view is to use the audience to find a different different path okay yeah. and then let's let's say if whoever's listened to this they may be doing a presentation to two or three people yeah. maybe that one person yeah and that person knows the ins and outs of, let's say it's a financial product, whatever yeah. it is, and they, they pause on, on the spot yeah. and they're not able to think of a question or, you know, figure out a way. How, how, this is really pinpointing it here, but how would you get over that? So so the question is, why is that happening? Why is that happening? And yeah. it comes back to preparation. If you're, if you're having a meeting with someone and you're presenting a product of this type of thing, if you're not prepared, you will get stuck, mm. right? You can, you know, get through it and riff it and this type of thing yeah. but to avoid scenarios like that you know you've got to have prior preparation yeah more than anything and if you do if you are prepared if you've done everything you could do and you've lost your way for a second yeah. you know have a break that's the that's the only thing you can do yeah. you know to fight to fight well in my experience anyway the only <laughs> thing you can do is just pause for a moment yeah. and you know gather your thoughts r- review your notes Mm. Go back to your memory palace, whatever it is, yeah. and, and you know, start all over again. Yeah, and hopefully, it's not at the very beginning where you say, "Sorry, 
he goes, yeah. I need a break. You're, and then a minute later, I, I need another break. You're just no. drinking water and water. And then you realize you've got to go to Luke because you drink <laughs> too much water at the beginning. So there's there's no yeah. one on stage. Yeah. And and it's I think it's it's key, like you said, preparation, yeah. as always, to always know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because without that, you, you're going to screw yourself over. Absolutely. So, so the final sort of thing is, you've talked about how you've overcome those short bumps. But I want to hear a situation where you've completely lost control or and you've not been able to come back from that because with everyone and I know for myself that I've had moments where I've not been able to come back at all yeah and I've just been stuck there with with nothing to back me up right. so talk to me about an experience like that I don't think I've had an experience that extreme okay um, whenever whenever something has gone wrong I have always been able to riff it right and go with it I'm generally quite calm like I don't get stressed and most people when they panic the panic is what stops them from acting and taking action yeah and I I don't have that problem as much I even even if I forget my lines or whatever um, or lose tra- the tr- my train of thought or someone interrupts to heckle or whatever in, in terms of the financing stuff because I'm quite friendly with people yeah uh, I, I adapt by you know being able to think of something else to go with yeah and you know something else can be pulled out of the bag of tricks so I, I've not really had that kind of an issue personally okay. and I think a lot some of that is due to being prepared mm. so I know what the hell I'm talking about when, before I'm doing it especially when it comes to the webinars I know that stuff backwards it's something I've got a lot of experience in I've practiced my webinar event yep. I've gone through the formula I've tested different elements of it yep. I know it really really well when I do a live pitch to investors and this type of thing for financial juice yep. I knew that thing inside out I mean I spent two right. weeks developing the script for it Right. So I knew and set up. The preparation is the key. Right. As long as you're prepared, um, even when things fall, fall apart, you will have that knowledge base to be able to adapt. Right. I think that's perfectly fine. I'm not going to say right. I, I if you don't have an experience of really yeah. having those sort of failures, then then fine because yeah. you know this is your way of approaching. If you're a nervous speaker, like uh, in my view, speaking is isn't something you're born with. It's not a skill. It's not something that's innate. I think it's a skill set that's developed. Mm. And anyone, and literally anyone I saw it in textiles there were people that were terrible really 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 bad over the course of two weeks they became amazing yeah. and it was purely through preparation if you're a nervous speaker if you're not if you feel like you're not good at this if you're you know you can't project yourself well it's just practice it's just preparation probably 95% of that iceberg is just preparation and then you know you, you'll be prepared yeah. you'll be prepared for whatever comes and then and then linking back to co-tribe and how you promote sure. that as yeah. well because it, there's a big part of that as well is also to to you know maybe present a speech to people and really yeah. gauge that audience other than marketing and yeah. you know um, online stuff. So talk to me about the experience of using public speaking for the setup of CodeRub and just you know yeah. really getting it out. So uh, this is going to sound a little bit weird, but I'm going to try and describe it as best I can. I try to create avatars in my in my life as to in terms of who I want to be. Mm. So you know for like for achievement. Um, the the Amar that achieves what does he do he gets up really early in the morning he you know eats really well does all these things so there's these things that that I would that I would do mm. right if I could create my perfect world yeah. so whenever I do anything I I try and it's probably got to the point where it's subconscious now I ask myself would would, would the perfect Amar do this mm. right before I do anything um like I do the same with my parenting stuff not that I'm a great parent or anything but <laughs> so like kids out if I was a come. good parent would I do this yeah. you know and it's those, those little choices that you make and 
And it's the same thing with public speaking and, and the co-tribe stuff is what a good entrepreneur do is, what choices would I make? How would I present myself? You create this avatar of what you think perfection is mm. and no one is perfect, but you create an avatar of what perfection is and you try and aspire towards that, uh, that avatar. Okay. And I've done the same with this co-tribe stuff. So if I was a great speaker, what would I do? Mm. And I'd, I, I take that approach. So, you know, I'm, I'm engaging. I look people in the eye. I use lots of hand gestures. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff, I'm, believe it or not, I'm naturally an in- introvert. I don't, in- I, for a long period. I wouldn't I'm, believe that. No, that's the thing. It's kind of, it's a, it's a battle that I fight. Like, right. I don't like mass, I don't massively enjoy being around people that I'm unfamiliar with. Okay. Right. Yeah. However, I've done certain things along the way in my career that have kind of put me in those situations and boost, you know, overall become more confident. Yeah. So you make a choice of the avatar of who you want to be and would this would this version of you yeah. make this choice would this version of you do whatever it is that you want to do now going back to co-tribe yeah. it's the same thing I think to some degree people look to me for like guidance they look to me for help they look to me for like to bring them up when they're having a down day yeah. um, and I have to you know choose from my avatars of, of who I want to be yeah. what's right for them at that moment in time so I think the best thing that anyone could do is kind of define perfection for themselves and then have that mental kind of back and forth with yourself like mm. if I if I was you know the, a great speaker would I do this mm. if I was a, a great parent would I do this those kinds of choices it kind of is self-checking self-regulating yeah. does that make any sense I yeah, know that no, sounds no. A, bit, a bit out there no I think it does and look the, the, there are various ways to approach public speaking yeah. you know if it's creating that personality or picking those different avatars that you would use yeah. then then fine yeah. t- to deal with the situation yeah. with a face face to face or the phone or whatever it may be yeah. and just, just a final question then linking to that were well, those avatars yeah span out from your personality yeah okay yeah, yeah. they are you but a, an exaggeration of you like mm. no one there is not one single person that is the same way with every single person that they meet yeah we all have like different traits to our personalities and different people bring those out mm. it's the same with speaking scenarios so with the guys when I speak at fintech events I speak to them in a certain way I have a, an overall style that's me yeah but there is a certain methodology that's employed a certain way of speaking um if i'm like one of my goals is to kind of do a comedy set at some point right it's something i really want to I'd do love to see that <laughs> <laughs> it'll be terrible no but, it won't be <laughs> uh, it's something i really want to do but obviously that approach would be completely different and the approach of co-tribe is completely different but it it all finds its root in your personality mm. and then you kind of have the the avatar that stems from one your personality and two what the task requires right the avatar meets the two in the middle. So it's your personality, what the task requires, and in the middle is the avatar. Right. Does yeah. that does that make sense at all? Yeah, no, that, that makes for, sense. For everyone that's listening, I'm kind of trying to <laughs> juxtapose between two points. <laughs> at, at the moment, he's, he's taking his heart out from his chest <laughs> and then putting it in front of me. Have yeah. you, have you, have you, if you've seen Indiana Jones where he goes off to India, you know the bit yeah. where there's a bit where uh, the the ritual guy goes Kalima and takes <laughs> out the heart from, from the guy while the guy's... <laughs> On, on the wooden thing, go, oh, <laughs> exactly. That is, that is Amara at the moment. He's, he's got a little adult black clothing, and he's just going, oh, <laughs> at the same time. Um, final thought. <laughs> 
he, he's not we've got off the track <laughs> podcast people podcast this is professional it's the first one but hey but what I want to get is just as your final thoughts sure. for the people that are listening maybe it's, it's, it might be my gran it could be my, my pet dog I actually don't have a pet dog whatever it's a fish all, in a bowl all of the one person listening yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just me uh, and me and Mars not even going to listen to this because he's like yeah I'm done he's, he's, he's got to go and that's it it's, he's going to call it quits yeah. but final thoughts mm-hmm. your views on public speaking right. how would you define it in your way I, I think it's what I described earlier be amazing or be funny okay so yeah. one be, you know be amazing or be funny or combination of the two that's perfect uh, the other thing that I would say is be prepared and stuff like memory palace or memory castle whatever you want to describe it as yeah. that will help you to prepare and you will be so confident it's right. because you know your stuff you've got you know the lines and everything you want to say down it'll become fun and you'll engage with the audience um, and engaging with the audience is a really really big part of what I do mm. like I really like that yeah good good stuff well ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to TSP and there will be TSP more. <laughs> that, that, that was my promotion I, I had to pay him like 10, 10 quid for that so uh, get some TSP fool and that was that was that was a deposit and that was another 20 quid gone <laughs> so uh, I, I'm going to use that as much as I can so my guest Amar Hussain who is the owner of Co-Tribe has done a t- ton of stuff crazy guy but also very interesting apparently he's an introvert but he's not really and i think is that's that's just no, in his head that's true but man. well he, he said it himself thank you for coming on uh, to the podcast and sharing your experiences and your knowledge and giving those away they're they're for free uh, <laughs> unless i put this on for like 100 quid maybe not yet maybe <laughs>